Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin. With me today, I have Shandama Dutton. She is a coach, consultant, facilitator, helping leaders engineer resilience in themselves and their people. I have Doug McGray. He runs an investment advisory firm that connects people's life purpose to how they use their finances. And I have Frank Galindo. He has 20 years experience working in PR where he enjoys bringing people together and creating partnership relationships. The question I have today, how would you notice if you were people-pleasing, and then what would you do about it? Frank, kick us off. Sure, Dr. R. So uh, when I saw the topic, my mind immediately went to the uh, idea of saying yes. Uh, when I noticed that no matter what I'm asked to do, no matter how much pressure I know it's going to put on me, no matter uh, how stressed I might be, I just keep saying yes, 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 yes. That's when I start to realize, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, so I'm saying yes, but what is the other person doing to contribute to not stress me out, to help lighten the load and taking on some responsibility and accountability for whatever I'm being asked to do that I'm saying yes to. And when I stop to analyze this, hold on a second, uh, I think I'm doing too much to make other people happy and not enough to ensure that I'm right, healthy and happy in my present state in whatever it is that I'm working towards. So that's when I catch myself and I'm like, wait, wait, wait. okay, I'm doing all this. Great. They're happy, but what are they doing? And wait a minute, I'm not happy anymore. Mm-hmm. Just in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. So that's okay. where I'm coming from. I think similar. Um, I think it's very easy to be a people pleaser in a kind of helping capacity. And for me, what came up was um, at somewhere down the line, my needs aren't being met. Because if I'm saying yes, 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 at some point I'm going to run out of time or energy uh, or sleep. I need to catch myself. uh, And that's just having a good eye on what you can do, what you want to do, and whether those basic needs are being met. If I start working a little bit later and and the kind of mission creep uh, Mm -hmm. happens, I have to bring myself in and check in on, well, actually, this isn't going to do anyone any good if I turn up tired the next morning. Yeah, I I agree with everything. What what Frank said makes a lot of sense. And maybe by agreeing with both of you, I'm people pleasing. But uh, (laughs) uh, the first thing that came to mind when when I saw the question was um, if I'm not being clear in the way I communicate and I'm confusing people because I, I find I'm hedging a little bit with my language because I don't mm-hmm. want to come right out and say what I really feel. Uh, I absolutely believe in being humble and gracious in the way we communicate. We don't have enough of that, frankly, now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, when you're people-pleasing, you, you, I don't think you're helping because you're not really... I, I think we begin to heal when people hear what I really believe, but they hear it in a humble way, even if they don't agree with me. Then we can start a, a, a real conversation. But when I get people... To, uh, come back to me and say, what did you mean by that? Or didn't you just say, and and I didn't feel like I meant to say that if it gets really unclear, then I know I'm hedging too much. And I'm really trying too hard to, I'm trying so hard to not offend that I'm just being, I'm, I'm not communicating anything. I know for me, when I start, I realize that when I start seeing someone's name pop up on my phone or in my email, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> then I'm like, okay, there's something going on here that I'm not comfortable with. What is that? What is happening here? Because for most people, when I see their name in my inbox or on my phone, I'm like, oh, yay, I get to hear from them. That's nice. So when I start getting that feeling of, oh, I don't want to hear from that person, I know there's something that, I, to your point, Doug, I'm either suppressing or I'm saying yes too much or they're expecting too much from me. And then I have to make the decision, 
am I going to actually say something and say, look, this is not working, or am I going to just back off from it more in a more kind of gray rock kind of way, like not give them a whole bunch of emotional feedback and support where they're, they start taking from me. And that for me is the hard part is do I actively change it or do I kind of passively change it? Questions are always good way of kind of uh, putting a little bit of distance between you and the, the yes mm. answer. So if you can find out a little bit more about what it is they want. So I'm taking people pleasing as a kind of when someone wants you to do something for them. Mm-hmm. Um, just trying to just pause that kind of instinctive yes and just asking them about it because it could be that they've decided on the course of action which doesn't gonna, isn't going to suit anyone and you could find a better way which perhaps doesn't involve you doing as much or maybe maybe involve them doing things differently those ambush conversations when someone catches you off guard and you're just you're more likely to say yes if you don't take that breath and ask those questions that's a really good point mm-hmm one of the things you're also doing when you uh, are, are responding up and not people pleasing is if you get past the conflict avoidance part of it and just tell people the truth uh, mm-hmm. in as gracious a way as you can, you're essentially t- communicating to them that I trust you with the truth. Sometimes I think for me personally, I'm thinking too highly of myself. I actually told myself this past year that I need to resign from a couple of nonprofit boards because I'm just too, too busy. And they can manage without me. Uh, and, and that was a little hard for me to come to grips with. I, I, I finally got around to doing it. And um, I can't say they're 100% pleased, but they're fine. I had to learn to trust them with, you know what, I'm going to give you this information and you're still going to like me, mm. uh, even though I'm not doing exactly what you want me to do. That makes a good point is that if someone only wants you around for what they can get from you and they're angry, if you won't give them that, then that's a whole nother level of problem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can't make everybody happy and certainly not make them happy all, all the time. You can you can do your best. And, and to your point, uh, Dr. R, hopefully those folks understand that and, and appreciate what you're able to give. I like uh, Chandima's comment about taking a step back and digging a little bit deeper to find out what exactly is it that that's going on. Because yeah, you can get caught off guard. And the next thing you know, uh, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because okay. you're not sure where to go with that. But it, I guess it takes some some skill and practice to be able to to hit the brakes and go, mm-hmm. okay. And, but do it back to Doug's point, humbly, uh, respectfully, mm-hmm. so that people don't feel like you think who you are or you're too good for whatever it is that they're asking you to do. It's not that. It's just like, let's talk about this a little bit more and make sure that there's, that there's a win-win. Uh, everybody benefits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know for me, I, I have some people who reach out to me and they are just emotionally very draining. And if I were going to be a people pleaser, I would be exhausted if I had to deal with them all of the time. If I get a text string that's like this long from them, I have to learn to not respond with a whole bunch of emotional, oh my goodness, you have so much, let me help you and let them, to your point, Doug, manage on their own and just reply with something like, it sounds like you are still really busy. And, you know, and I'll get another big text string back and not, not allow them to pull me into these big, long, emotive text conversations. And I think uh, to that point, it's, it's kind of helping them build some resilience in themselves. If mm-hmm. they can't rely on people to, to jump in and, and help them all the time, that's showing them they can do it. They can be a bit more resilient. 
Mm-hmm. That um, ability to self-soothe. I feel like a lot of adults haven't learned to do that super effectively, that ability to manage their own emotions. Absolutely. And I think knowing what's important to you, doing a bit of work on yourself and knowing what's important to you for that time, for that situation. You can have those conversations. You can dig deep, as uh, Frank said. You can decide if that's something you want to put your energy towards. And if Mm -hmm. it's not, you can very respectfully say no or just kind of say, well, it's not for me right now. And I think it depends too about how you're being compensated. Like I'm just thinking when I get long text messages from clients and they need support, that's what they pay me for. That's what I do. But if it's just, if it's a, a friend and I'm going to use that term really broadly, I might be less inclined to do that for multiple cycles. Mm. And it does depend on the nature of the relationship. There are definitely people in my life, hopefully they're not watching this, but uh, are, are, are ones that will um, draw me into something like what you're talking about, Robin, but because of the nature of the relationship, I'm okay with it because I feel like I'm helping. So I'm going to give them a little bit more of my time. You can't do that with everybody. But mm-hmm. in my life right now, this particular person is needs this and there's really no one else who's supplying it for them. So I'm going to do it. And then there are other people who, you know what, um, they need to figure this out on their own. I'm not the person that's going to be helpful for them. Stop trying to be their their helper here. I'm not the one who's going to be able to do it. That is our 10 minutes. So I will cut us off there. I do think that this is one of those things that has a really broad line. Like there's not black and white of, oh yeah, I do it always this way or always do it that way. It depends upon the person. It depends upon where you are. It depends upon your emotional ability to support someone. So I think there's a lot of gray and I appreciate you spending some time with me talking through it. Thanks so much. I look forward to speaking to each of you again really soon.